Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PredictiveForum.com, Brisnet.com preview podcast, first of the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. We will take a look at the Sham Stakes, a Kentucky Derby points race on Saturday at Santa Anita Park. And also on Santa, also on Saturday at Santa Anita Park, the San Pasquale Stakes, featuring the return of Horse of the Year, champion three-year-old male, and Kentucky Derby winner California Chrome in his five-year-old debut. Pretty rare uh, to see a Derby winner racing at five. Animal Kingdom was the last. Before him, we had Mind That Bird, Funny Side, and then all the way back to Silver Charm. So it doesn't happen often. And admittedly, when it does happen uh, at five, it is not always with the best results uh, in terms of uh, reaching that derby-winning form, Uh, although Animal Kingdom did win the Dubai World Cup, uh, so shouldn't take that too lightly. But uh, anyway, difficult to hold that kind of form for several years. Uh, The ones that do it truly are great. California Chrome will take his first in that direction this Saturday in the San Pasquale and those looking to emulate him uh, by winning or performing well in the sham and then going on to uh, contest uh, the other derby preps and uh, should be always interesting on the Kentucky Derby Trail. So we'll talk about the sham uh, in detail and California Chrome's chances uh, in summary and helping us make our way through all that is Danny Zucker from PredictiveFormDeck.com. Danny, Happy New Year. Hey, what do you say, Ed? Not too much. Uh, looking forward to getting after it in 2016. Uh, wrote a blog about my wagering resolutions. Uh, did okay in 2015. Didn't win money overall, but improved my deficit from 2014. So hopefully this is the year of the turnaround, and I have no doubt that PredictiveForm dot com will help me get there. Yeah, we're um we're actually uh really happy to tell people and, and we announced it on the site a couple of weeks ago that we lowered the price of the product from nineteen ninety five a day to nine ninety five a day and nineteen ninety five for the for the full day all tracks and, and response has been great. Uh, you know the the goal when you lower a product after being in the market for eighteen months is to get positive response and interest and it's really been excellent. We've had excellent uh, feedback from customers. A lot more people are, are, are subscribing, and the results and what we've seen from the value plays thus far in the first week of the season have been really strong. And um, you know, we look to continue that as we get into the the meat of the racing season. Well, that's great, and uh, yeah, we, we've talked about it before, but I always like touching on it again. Uh, the, the value plays are indispensable for me. A uh, colleague of mine used to, to say he can read the tote board. He knows who the most likely winner is going to be, and indeed the favorite uh, often is logical. Of course, no one's uh, surprised uh, mm-hmm. would win a race, but uh, the, the value plays, just to me, or give me the confidence on a horse I've already identified as potential value, and uh, you know maybe give you that extra oomph to really take a shot against the favorite, or you know if it is the favorite to to single and not worry about having to get too cute elsewhere. Uh, but it, it's not just the the logical contenders you and I have pointed out to each other, uh, legitimate twenty, thirty, forty, fifty dollar horses. 
uh, yeah, that yeah. are identified not not only as value plays because they're prices, but actual contenders as well. I mean, these aren't reaches. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I just actually opened up to Santanita today, and we had the daily double cold as the top contender in each of the first two races. But uh, if you have the stomach and you like to play value, in other words, you look for value, then it's the right kind of product for you. There's a lot, look, there's a lot of people that like to, pay, like, to, like to play favorites. They'll use the favorite automatically as their key. It doesn't really matter other horses in the race, and they'll find you know three or four others at a price, and they'll circle it around the around the favorite. This is just a different approach. This looks at value as much as it does who will win the race, and it prioritizes them. So you don't need to do the work. The work is already done for you, and then you just need to put together your tickets. But if you know, as I said, if you like if you like value and understanding that <clears throat> races are won seventy percent of the time by horses that aren't the favorite, and that there's a lot of opportunity within each of each of races that have value then this is the right kind of a um, kind of a tool for you i was just looking and i know we're going to talk about it but uh, california comes up as california chrome comes up as too slow in the value plays he's the fifth choice based on the value plays you know we would say this this horse historically and i'll do a little more digging as we talk but um, horses that fit his profile from a value play perspective probably don't win more than 8% of the time and that's, uh, I mean, that's uh, the type of uh, information you love is, is a better. And, uh, you know, to me, I like it, too, because my approach is definitely uh, I'm not the this is the only horse you can win or I, I have to be married to one horse type of person. I recognize that, you know, probabilities in every race, almost there's some chance every horse is going to win uh, if you run the race a thousand times uh, or win a few times. So to me, this helps you uh, interact with those probabilities and make the the right bet accordingly. Uh, certainly don't want to turn this into an infomercial, but uh, you and I both uh, use the numbers and the value plays daily in our handicapping, and it's important to highlight that they're uh, even more economically priced now for the people listening, so do check that out at predictaform.com, and uh, we'll certainly be referencing them throughout. And we'll be right back after these short messages. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we'll certainly be referencing them throughout our discussion of the, the Sham and San Pasquale stakes. Uh, which uh, one do you want to start with? Well, uh, I'm I'm actually interested in, in the uh, San Pasquale because I think there's a lot of value in the race, um, and I spend more time with it. So, given the choice, I would I would start there. All right, we'll do that then. Uh, San Pasquale, older males, uh, Grade Two. Uh, saw some poo-pooing of the field. On Twitter, uh, I don't really understand that. I mean, it's it's a Grade Two race uh, in January. Uh, it's just not the type of race you're going to have half the field's going to be champions. Dortmund had been pointing here. It would be interesting to see where he stacks up uh, against the likes of a, a California Chrome. Uh, Dortmund, of course, the finalist for champion three-year-old male. He won't get it. American Pharaoh will, but still highly regarded. California Chrome was champion three-year-old male. The year he was, opportunity beat older horses in the Clark Handicap. He finished second in that race last time. Uh, to me, uh, if you're looking to beat California Chrome, opportunity is obviously the name that sticks out first and foremost. Uh, I don't know that this is a race we need to go horse by horse. Uh, I'll let you uh -huh. take it from there. But uh, I'm with you. Uh, California Chrome not identified as a top pick. 
uh, on predictive form, nor is he a top pick uh, on Brisnet Prime Power, uh, which is a figure that definitely is not afraid to shy away from favorites. Uh, but he's only third on there, three, two and a half points off opportunity, uh, which regardless of whether you think California Chrome can or can't win, to me, he's absolutely 100% an underlay and bet against at odds on. Yeah, yeah, and, and hang on, I'm doing a quick search here. Uh, okay, so for, all right, so I just put in, if you go to the race finder, which is listed at the top of the navigation bar at predictiveform.com, you can add additional rules. And so what I put together was races that are eight furlongs or greater at Santa Anita, where uh, a horse is laid off at least 90 days and the purse is over 100K, so we do 100, 250. And uh, there have been 10 too slow value play picks, and none of them have won. Now, it's a small, sa- uh, two of them have been in the money. So it's a really small sample size. It's probably six races. Yes, it looks like it's six races, but nonetheless, the too slow indication in the value plays. Is a is a real negative, and one of the things we like and we talk about a predictive form is not necessarily who can win, but the value plays can tell you who can't win. And you know, California Chrome happens to be heading up that list of horses that are too slow. Uh, you know, from my perspective, and, and we can take a quick run inside out, Ed, because while a bunch of these horses look to be too slow, you know, it's, there's some tactical speed in here. Um, you know, when starting with Alpha Bird on the inside, and you'll have to help me as we go along here. Looks to be uh, too slow on the from from a pace figure perspective. His value plays are too slow. Does have speed, Ed? He does have a little bit of um, get up and go. His four furlong numbers are in the high 60s. I would expect him to be somewhere on or close to the lead. And he, you know, drawing the inside rail, there's really only one option he has. Yeah, I would definitely say he's he's going to go to the lead, and we've had this discussion before, uh, you know, with some other long shots in Southern California, actually. Uh, but, I mean, for me, just definitely, uh, you know, I guess if California Chrome doesn't fire, I mean, he figures to be right off him, but there's mystery train. He's got to, to be up there from the outside, uh, an even longer shot than Alpha Bird figures to be. But, uh yeah, it's, I would say of the bombs, I would say he's probably the most likely winner if you you know just have to go yep. for a twenty or thirty to one. But uh, even then, I, I'd just rather plant my flag elsewhere. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, going to bingo or Belingo, horse looks to be on a regression line from um, you know going back four races, even to his most current race at Aqueduct. He ships in here for the race. He's ran 71.9, and, you know, as we get into some of the meat of these horses, that's not even going to come close. He ran 78 a year and a half ago, likely not going to happen. You know, he looks to be uh, a non-contender. Yeah, agreed, and the the running style will do him no favors. Uh, we are mm-hmm. talking about older males, but a reminder, this is uh, it's only a mile and a 16th. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, I mean, that is a route, yeah, but it's not like we're talking about the traditional nine or ten furlongs where, uh, you know, maybe with his, his style he'd have more pace to run into, but don't see it here. Uh, to his outside point, Piper uh, does have Bayerano, uh, Hollendorfer, extremely hot connections. Uh, 
seemed to take a step back in that last race. Uh, speed rating-wise, he had top two uh, triple-digit numbers, then a 99 in that big bear, uh, went second to Dortmund and only yep. beaten a length and three quarters. Uh, seems like at even money, he should have got the job done at Zia. He didn't. Gets a freshening bullet workout, though. Uh, anything to like for him on predictive form? From a figure perspective, you've got to go back. You know, he's got two races, 74.3 and 75.8 at Santa Anita um, in October, September and October. Those are two pretty good efforts. I mean, I don't know that they're going to be strong enough to hit the board, but they're not shabby. I mean, running 76 in a race like this is okay. I mean, he did regress at Zia Park, but it's tough to say what, I mean, to me, it looks like a filler race. They wanted to get another race in the horse, uh, race in the horse, and there wasn't a lot of choice at the end of November, um, short of shipping them back to Kentucky. So, eh, it doesn't excite me, but I certainly wouldn't toss them, um, you know, by any means. I, I, you know, going to California Chrome. Uh, you there? Well, Danny was about to discuss California Chrome. We'll watch for him to get back on the line, uh, and I'll take it until he is. Uh, California Chrome, four to five, morning line favorite. I actually think he'll be uh, less than that. Uh, I thought two to five initially, but I do think enough people will be picking against him that that probably is a little light, but one to two, three to five wouldn't shock me here. Uh, Plenty of number power, triple-digit burst net ratings uh, going back uh, as far as the page does. Uh, including a 110, one-third in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and a bunch of middle 100 numbers, uh, but only really as good uh, as others, uh, you know, from an average and median standpoint. And uh, mile in the 16th, uh, I don't think figures to be a benefit to him versus other horses. One thing that is interesting that I do think does help him, he gets two pounds, not a ton of weight, but given his accomplishments, two pounds is two pounds and could help off the layoff. Our Sherman, 7% layoff trainer. Victor Espinosa, 0 for 16 so far at the Santa Anita meet. Uh, not really uh, helping my case that he's the Eclipse Award-winning jockey, but, of course, all that has to do uh, from being with uh, American Pharaoh. Uh, Danny, are you back? If not, I do have another call here. Let's see if I can patch him in. Are you there, Danny? I'm here, Ed. All right, great. Uh, so I think we got you had back. Muted. Uh, no, I don't think so. Anyway, I was I was about no. ready to riff on California Chrome, and I heard everything you had to say about him. Um, and and it's a he's an interesting horse from a figure perspective. And if you if you take if you pull up his figures and you look at the um, we have this basic view we built a long time ago, but it doesn't really have a lot of impact for people visually speaking. But if you look at it. You can see visually at his figures, he's he's uh, in this slow arc, and the arc is made a curve now, and it's heading down. Um, he's had successive regressing numbers from his. Uh, Breeders' Cup 2014 race where he ran 81, then he ran an 80.8 in the San Antonio. 
um, and then or in the um, Hollywood Derby, and then he ran 77.5. Of course, he shipped into Dubai and, and ran very well there. But he's a tough horse to figure for me because off a long layoff, especially, well, I mean, it's so long that you can sort of neutralize the Dubai factor. But to come back at the level that he's been at, it would be remarkable. I mean, it'd be remarkable for him to come back and be able to run 78 or 79. I don't care how good he is. It's it's mm-hmm. tough to do off 330 days rest, Ed. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. And I mentioned the uh, Art Sherman 7%. Uh, mm-hmm. He's over 5 at the meet. Obviously, different caliber horses than Chrome. But, right. uh, I mean, you're taking a really short price on a long layoff, and uh, I was a, a fan last year. I took some lumps for going to Dubai and not winning, and I couldn't tell you what Prince Bishop has done since. Uh, but everyone thought Lee uh, was, you know, the superstar for Bill Mott, and he's certainly a good horse, and he's run good races, uh, and it was five and a quarter lengths back to fourth. But California Chrome beat him on the square in Dubai for sure. Uh, I, I thought he was, you know, could add a, a good campaign, and they talked about turf and Ascot and the million, and ambitions were high, and I didn't have a problem with it. Um, but, you know, now you're getting three to five on a layoff, and like I said, he doesn't factor in the prime power. It's just there's there's a lot of variables here that say uh, you could take a shot at a bigger price because he does have number power in his back class, but going into this race at, at four to five or less, no thanks. Yeah. Did, has Lee raced since? Uh, not since the Breeders' Cup. Hang on a second. So, and you know he was popular and took money every time, and but I mean he never established himself as the horse. People what did he, he do in the Breeders' Cup? Uh, uh, he ran in the Dirt Mile. He was second to Liam's Map, I believe. Yep. So Lee ran eighty-three in the Dirt Mile, um, but we know that was fast. He ran a new pay stop. He actually ran very well in the Yeah, he's uh, a good horse. Yeah, yep, yep. But he had a, had at least one he had what, maybe one, two, three oh, he had four races in between the uh, Dubai race and this race and and um Yeah, he's it it it, it reeks to me of a vulnerable favorite, California Chrome does. From the from the figure perspective, which is what I have to what I what I bank my business on, what we bank our business on here, is he's in a regression line. He's coming back, and he's going to have to try to pick back up. And I think what you're going to find in this race is the winner is going to run 78 or 79. And if we move to the outside for opportunity, and I know we talked about opportunity in the last race as being a, a horse we thought could win the um, could win the Clark. His line he ran an 82 at Keeneland. Um, in the Fayette the day before the Breeders' Cup, and then, or maybe it was the day of the Breeders' Cup, and then he regressed three points to 78.9 while still running second. So he's on a pretty, pretty solid line. But again, he's regressing. You know, he's got a, a, a two-point, three-point regression, and he's got a, a against a lifetime top of 81.9, um, which is actually faster than it's, it's a bigger lifetime top than Chrome's ever run, and he. You know he ships out west. Um, I'm not, you know, I like opportunity, but he's not. Uh, you know, I, I think it's five to two. He's no more value than California. I mean, he's got a little more value than California Chrome is. We have him 
as our top pick in the uh, in the value plays. But right now we haven't uploaded Ed the odds yet. So once the odds come in, I'm sure this will reshuffle a little bit. Mm. All right, and we'll see who uh, lands on top of that when they are in uh, to his outside hard aces. Uh, making his first start back since uh, what has become a productive Breeders' Cup Classic. FNX and Tonalist both exited with grade one wins. Uh, Keen Ice ran well in the Clark. But uh, to me, uh, I just don't think this horse is fast enough. Uh, And it also, uh, I mean, he has a bunch of upper 90 Brisnet ratings. The Classic got 100 when he was never threatened, basically a suck-along trip at that point. Uh, Uh Eight to, eight to one, he's not for me. I mean, I, if you're going to go this far out, I'd rather take a shot with a 20 or 30 to one, to be honest. Yeah, well, his, you know, the key thing, and, and you brought it up there, is FNX, uh, FNX came back and ran very well. And um, he's he ran 80 in the Breeders' Cup. So from a figure perspective, he's coming off the highest figure of the entire group, which you can't discount. I would think he, from a value play perspective, he's... Um, yeah, so for value plays, they have him as too slow. I I think he's okay as well, um, but the you know moving outside and we'll get to the horse that we think has the best chance to break out uh, from the far outside. Uh, all right, when we're getting there, uh, mystery train before we get to the far outside. Touched on him a little bit when we talked yep. about Alpha Bird. Uh, expect him to go from the outside, and if he goes, uh, it's just a matter of when he stops, uh, not if. Uh, I just don't see how he can take this group all the way around. He's never been fast enough. Yeah, yeah. It would be the mystery train. There's no mystery. <laughs> <laughs> A known commodity for sure, mystery train, yep. uh, possibly could be the caboose. Uh, that does bring us to imperative, and it sounds like we're going to agree uh, on this race. He's 6-1 to one on the morning line. Uh, I think he actually might end up being a touch higher than that, which would be great. I'd love to see 8-1. to one. Uh, there, I have some concern that he's 0-9 at Santa Anita and 0-3 at the distance. Uh, he's picture shy for sure, only 3-27 for 27 lifetime. Uh, but to me, if we do get that eight to one, uh, maybe that's the way to go. But a three hundred three one hundred speed ratings, uh, maybe the cutback helps a little bit. Any improvement uh, is he's absolutely in the picture at the best price among those who can run a hundred plus consistently. He's one of them, uh, and he is my pick. And and from a figure perspective the thing that we like the most, and he is the second pick in the value plays right now before the odds are inputted. You'd want to go back later on tonight and take a look once the odds are updated inside the value plays. But he's got a consistent line. So he's run 75.8, almost 76. He ran 76, 75, 76, his last three out. So he's got a foundation of 76. He's got, you know, he's coming off, um, you know, what is it, a reasonable amount of days off here in 42 and and you know by comparison opportunity is off uh, a decent amount but california chrome's off a, a, you know a significant number of days hard aces is off an odd set of days you know like two and a half months and for a race like this you want to see a horse relatively fresh i mean you don't need to be off 30 days rest but anything more than 60 is too much i think you're going to see improvement from imperative i know that baltus richard baltus is having a very very good meet and um, 
you know, David Mia, who, who we've had on the air, I, I've had on with us a couple times as his assistant trainer, and he, he's just really high on what's happening with, with that barn. So he would be um, probably the value play pick. Right now it's opportunity, imperative, and point piper, but I'm guessing that might change to imperative, opportunity, and point piper once the odds are laid in. Yeah, and I I plugged in uh, the morning line odds, and it it looks like uh, opportunity is still going to be on top with imperative uh, second, and even bumping imperative up a little bit, he still falls second. But I I think the the price will be right on him. Uh, and you know you take a a shot even in the exact. Uh, I mean, if you get Chrome out of there, you're you're going to be all right. And I think opportunity and imperative are both capable of, of beating Chrome and. Um, that's how I'm going to play it. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to see. He's I mean, he's a tr- terrific horse. I knocked him for the first part of a career, but hats off to him. He's he's very uh, – he can run on any surface and under any condition, but you know, coming back off a long layoff, whether he's Superman or not, it's a difficult thing to do. Yeah, and that's always a, a tough balance for, for horse players. I mean, you know, I – He's a fan of American Pharaoh and, and thought before the, the Derby he would be the one that, that could do the Triple Crown if, if he were to win the Derby. Uh, but when it came time for the Belmont, uh, I hopped off. I mean, just a, a short price is a short price, and that's what we're getting here on Chrome. And uh, if he wins, it'll be exciting. Uh, but, you know, I'd love to see him run well and be third because that's still exciting. And there's plenty of other opportunities for him to – step up and maybe return to form, but uh, I think this is a, a shot to beat him for sure. So um sounds like we're in agreement there. And do you have a, a price uh, you want on imperative? You know, I I would take, like you said, seven or eight to one probably. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's six on the morning line, but I just think yep. with, with Chrome likely to take more money than four to five and then – Opportunity, even if he's right at five to two, uh, Baffert and uh, Garcia, they're gonna. And, and I don't know if we're gonna maybe. And Hard Aces has a great one went out there for Sadler, who's a trainer people love. So there's enough enough angles that I, I think we'll get better than six to one. And speaking of angles, I was gonna maybe just touch on the sham. I'm not, um, uh, you know, the value play picks in the sham have collected. Rare Candy and Semper Fortis as the top three. Um, and from your perspective, where are you at? Yeah, uh, the, for me, I, I was taking a hard look at uh, Found Money, which gets me on Mario again. Uh, so Mario double in the stakes, but uh, comes over from the the state bread. Uh, King Glorious at Low Sal, which, uh, yeah, he was the even money favorite, but he got the job done. And um, he has three of his last four races are in the 90s for the, uh, on the Brisnet speed scale. And to me, uh, it's 6-1. to one. Uh, That's the number you, you want in mid-90s, and he's done it consistently. And, uh, you know, he's at equal weights with everyone despite uh, being a multiple stakes winner. So uh, I'm on found money. Yeah, and Square and I, Eddie's the sire, so. Of course, of course. Well, I I would actually think I actually like Found Money. Personally, you know, looking at the value plays and then taking a look at the figures, I like I, I do like the way that Found Money um, 
you know, is ever on a first-time reversal pattern while not regressing. So a, for, a reversal means that the horse ran a faster final figure than four furlong figure for the first time in its life. Um, comes back at a mile. The thing we know about milers, it's, and you know, having owned milers, horses are milers. They're not sprinters. They're not distance horses. If they can run a mile, they can run a mile. It's its own distance, right? It, it's not like five and a half, six, six and a half, or it's not like, mile and a sixteenth, mile and an eighth, mile and a quarter. It's its own number. So horses that have run well at the distance, and he's proven he has, tend to get a, a positive from me. I do like Let's Meet in Rio. You can't see us if you're not looking at his pace figures. Uh, he is run a compression line, a new pace top, and a reversal. Kerry always said that he likes horses that have a pattern and that do well off that pattern. So you, you give an extra nod to a horse like Let's Meet Rio, who second out new pace top um, was probably not much in anybody at anybody's eyes. He went off at three to one and he ran a reversal pattern seventy two. He's got a good final figure. He's won at the distance. He's got three patterns in his lifetime. Um, you know, um, he is Judmont Farms and Flatter, which are positive. You know, and Kenny Desormo is just okay in my book, but he is the second of Bob Baffert's horses in here, which we all we always like, right, Ed? Um, or is he the only one that Bob's got in here? No, he's the second behind collected, and he's somebody that I would take a look at. That's Let's Meet Rio. All right, yeah, six to one, and uh, as you noted, uh, Pete does have collected. who's three to one, so fans of the third uh, Baffert angle uh, certainly will be paying attention to that. Uh, I, I'm I'm definitely on uh, found, found money. money. You're right. I, well, just, I, just I wanted to, to say collected, and I knew that wasn't right. Uh, yeah, found, Just found to be clear, money for Ed, me. So the value plays found like collected, collected and rare candy, the value plays. Ed likes found okay. money, and I think Let's Meet in Rio is going to run well. So there you go. There's four horses in the race. <laughs> All right. Well, Dressed in Hermes uh the second choice at 7-2, to two, uh, right. and I think could end up actually being favored, and neither one of us are on him, so maybe the right. – the value will be in, in beating that one, and, uh, you know, he might be a turf force anyway, so I don't have a problem taking a shot against. Uh, but good to talk to you in the new year and uh, feeling it could be a really good new year if we get imperative home Saturday ahead of Chrome. It would be nice. I'll talk to you next week, Ed. All right, sounds good. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, Oakland opens. Uh, Sam Houston does as well, though I doubt they'll have a race we'll be discussing. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, things picking up in the winter racing season, the Derby Trail certainly picking up uh, with preps at uh, Fairgrounds and Oaklawn to discuss as well as a recap of the action from Santa Anita. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week.